This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 24th of November in your Squiz today. A wet summer on the way. An arrest in the case of the missing Victorian campers. Kevin Spacey pays up. And some happy news for Ash Barty. This is your Squiz today. It's not often that we kick off with the weather, but when BOM, the Bureau of Meteorology, makes a declaration, we pay attention. And yesterday they announced that La Nina is here, which officially means wet and cooler conditions for summer for those in eastern and northern Australia. Let's get a bit sciencey, Claire. Lab coat on. La Nina and El Nino are two weather events that are a big deal for us here in Australia. Yeah, they're probably the biggest climate driver uh, in Australia. When you look at the map, you can pretty much draw a line that goes uh, from sort of Adelaide and then across to Western Australia, and everything on the right of it is La Nina and El Nino affected. Uh, and on the other side, you've got the Indian Ocean dipole. So we'll let that go for another day, (laughs) that one. But on La Nina, uh, what happens is that there's cooler than average waters on the Australian side of the Pacific Ocean and warmer waters over the South American way. Uh, That results in these trade winds being uh, stronger than average. They come from the equator and that means more moisture over northern and eastern Australia, hence quite a bit of rain and that's what we're going to expect this summer. So wet and cool for La Nina and El Nino is the opposite. It's dry and hot conditions. So wet and cool for summer, not the best news for those looking forward to some long sunny days across the holidays. We had a La Nina last year as well, so it's a double dose. That doesn't happen too often. When it comes to this summer, what have the good people at BOM said to expect? They say that La Nina is not going to be particularly strong this year. Uh, That's all good and fine. The problem is that we've already had a fair bit of rain and just a little bit more could mean some really significant floods when you look at South Australia, New South Wales, Victoria and Queensland. So there's flood warnings already playing out this week. That's expected to be a thing as we get more rain uh, going forward. But that's also going to be a thing as we look in the coming weeks, probably into the whole of January and February. Yeah, so not quite the post-lockdown summer many were hoping for. Stand by for the official summer outlook, which will be issued by The Bomb on Thursday. This story has been bubbling away for a while, Claire. The case of two campers in their 70s that went missing in March last year in the Wanangatta Valley, which is between Mount Buller and Mount Hotham in Victoria. Yesterday, police arrested a 55-year-old man in connection with the disappearance of Carol Clay and Russell Hill. Yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world, that part of northeastern Victoria, but it is very remote and it's been difficult for authorities with that search. What we know about Clay and Hill is that they travelled from Melbourne's southeastern suburbs. Hill didn't tell his wife that he was going away with Clay, so that has added to the difficulty for their families. They were last heard from on the 20th of March last year. Uh, Other campers came across their burnt-out campsite and the search 
search has gone on from then. Police have said recently that they believe the pair have been murdered and the arrest of this man who is said to be a Jetstar pilot, he's been stood down now by the airline. Uh, He's also said to be an experienced bushman. No charges have yet been laid. The families are hoping to have some answers and some closure on their missing relatives from this investigation. On to politics, and Prime Minister Scott Morrison is set to introduce the Coalition's proposed religious discrimination bill into the House of Reps tomorrow. It's been a long time coming. It was an election promise for the Coalition. It's a pretty touchy topic, Claire. Yeah, and it was promised by the Coalition in the wake of the same-sex marriage debate. So that's why it's still on the agenda. It's been a to-do item for Scott Morrison, and he's really taking it down to the line this year. Uh, The plan is for him to introduce that bill tomorrow, as you say, uh, and it's expected that Labor will get on board. But LGBTIQ advocates have called for the bill to be canned. Uh, That's because it drags up all of these very complicated and difficult issues around changing the laws and potentially it being used a weapon against gay teachers and students at religious schools, for example, uh, or gay staff at church-administered hospitals and aged care facilities. Uh, There's lots of state and territory laws around these things as well, so uh, it's a difficult space to navigate. Yeah, they're talking about changing the rules on what can be said or done on the basis of religious belief. Expect to see a lot more about this one in the coming days. In entertainment news now, a court in the US has ordered actor Kevin Spacey to pay $31 million in compensation to MRC, the makers of the hit Netflix series House of Cards. They lost millions when they had to kill him off, Spacey being the lead character, (laughs) when allegations of sexual misconduct on set came to light. Yeah, they didn't kill off Kevin Spacey, just to be clear. Oh. They killed off his character. <laughs> important distinction. <laughs> I know where you were going with that. <laughs> um, yeah, this, of course, was a really big deal when we know about how that all unfolded in 2017. I can't believe it was that long ago. Mm. But Kevin Spacey was accused of making a sexual advance on a 14-year-old actor uh, back in 1986, and things really went downhill from there. There were claims as well of unwanted touching and crude comments uh, that Spacey made directed at crew members of um, House of Cards. So it really did come unstuck for him then. And what MRC, the makers of House of Cards say is they want their money back because it really did cost them a lot uh, to reshoot that final series that Spacey was in and move him on. We uh, maybe should have added a spoiler alert to the start of this story if you haven't seen House of Cards. Apologies about that. Moving away from Earth and into space, NASA are doing a bit of future-proofing with their DART mission, their first double asteroid redirection test, DART. You might need to get your lab coat on again, Claire. They're basically going to blast a rocket into an asteroid so they can see what will happen in case one is ever bound for Earth. Because if one does come to Earth, it's going to be really bad. A bad time, <laughs> a very bad time. <laughs> an asteroid of about 300 metres uh, or just a bit larger could cause continent-wide 
destruction. And if an asteroid about the size of one kilometre, it would have a global impact. So you can understand uh, Mm. why people are very concerned about this. There's no current threat, but they just want to know that they have the technology to be able to deal with this. Uh, So that mission is going to be launched this afternoon. Uh, It'll all unfold in the coming year with that DART spacecraft uh, being sent to an asteroid called Dimorphos. And the idea is they want to see if they can throw it off course even by a matter of millimetres. Yeah, Dimorphos doesn't propose any threat, but it's all an information-gathering exercise. Before we get to squeeze the day, Claire, some lovely news for world number one tennis legend Ash Barty. She's engaged. She is. She's going to marry her partner of four years. His name is Gary Kissick. Uh, he is a golf professional. They are both into their golf, so they sound like a really good match. Yeah. And what friends have said is that she's able to play her best tennis because he puts absolutely no pressure on her. Lovely news. We're big fans of Ash Barty here. Hopefully it sets her up for a really awesome Australian Open. Yeah, well, that's the important thing. (laughs) Yeah, but how good a couple of months would that be? Squiz the day, Claire, what are you keeping an eye on today? Well, a couple of things. The ARIA Awards are on tonight and they can either be Mm -hmm. completely triumphant or a bit of a train wreck. So let's (laughs) see how that goes. Both are good. (laughs) Both are good results. But, Larissa, it's Unique Talent Day. What's your unique talent, do you reckon? Mm. Um, Nothing too spectacular. I can read a book while I walk. Oh, That's pretty impressive. I can't even read a book with music or the TV on. (laughs) I wish it was something a bit more spectacular. How about you? You got one? Uh, I don't really have one. I have to say I'm a good (laughs) all-rounder. Let's leave it at that. I was really hoping for something kind of bizarre and <laughs> and unique, but uh, there is nothing special about me whatsoever. <laughs> Let's be really clear. Come now, <laughs> you are very good at taking the news and distilling it into bite-sized pieces. <laughs> Before we go, don't forget to check out our Buy from the Bush Christmas gift guide. Lots of good ideas there to help you out with your Chrissy shopping and support regional Australian businesses. You can find it on our website or on our social channels. Have a good one. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.